When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on Carol. She's more focused on hitting a high note than the car in front of her. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates North Park, Illinois. Welcome to the Inside NC State Athletics Podcast, powered by PNC Bank, the official bank of NC State University and Athletics. Now, here are your hosts, Tony Haynes and Jeff Grabley. March is the magical month for college basketball coaches, players, fans, broadcasters. Not so magical 12 months ago. It was the month of misery, as I recall. But it looks like it looks like we're going to get back to March Madness and the conference tournaments are here and we're glad you've joined us for our podcast. It is the official Inside NC State Athletics podcast powered by PNC Bank. I'm Tony Haynes. He's Jeff Gravely. Thank you for joining us. And yes, I think we might enjoy this March a little bit more than we've had uh, previously, just because we probably took it for granted before we encounter what happened last year because of COVID. Yeah, you know, you do kind of tend to take, take things for granted when you continuously uh, get to participate in them as you and I have in so many ACC tournaments. And now here we are uh, on, the, on the heels of another ACC tournament, which neither you nor I will be attending this year. Is that correct? That is correct. But I've actually adjusted to not being in attendance during the games in the studio. It was a little strange at first, 
but when you go through an entire year of doing it in football and basketball, you know, <laughs> at some point, yeah. you kind of get used to it. And, True. you know, we've managed to pull it off this year and it's not, it's not been so bad. Well, As I said before, to... you know, the basketball team was on the road at Notre Dame on Wednesday night, and I'm sure they landed here in Raleighwood probably about two in the morning. So. I don't miss those road trips. There you go. Well, you got you and Gary have done a great job in football and basketball. So kudos to you guys. It's it's been interesting to listen to and watch actually be in studio sometimes to watch you guys at work. It's been interesting. I appreciate that. And uh, this is podcast number what? 39. Oh, wow. 39. Not, not a lot to pick from there, huh? No, no, I did a little, uh, you know, I had one name in mind that I thought was a shoe in. And I think when we talked earlier, uh, we were talking about Larry Zonka, the great running mm -hmm. back. Sure. Syracuse played for the Dolphins, played for the Giants. Um, the Dolphins retired as number 39. He's in the Pro and College Football Hall of Fame. 49th in career rushing in the uh, in the NFL. But Tony, I'm going to go a little uh, a little different route. Okay. All right. I, I even considered Roy Campanella. Great mm, I, I had that on my list. For the Dodgers. Three-time mm -hmm. NL MVP. Right. His 39 is retired by the Dodgers. He's in the, the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame, uh, paralyzed in a car accident, mm -hmm. uh, did a lot of work for, uh, for those who had suffered paralysis. But he's not my choice either. For the first time this year, we're going hockey. That's right ice hockey and i'm taking goalie dominic hashik why all right he's in the hockey hall of fame he's a six-time vesna winner which goes to the best goalie in the nhl but he was also a two-time heart winner which is the mvp of the nhl i hesitated a little bit because he's won two stanley cups and one was against the carolina hurricanes in 2002 but I'm going to go a little off the page here, and I'll go with Dominic Hoshit representing number 39. Hey, that counts, right? Yeah, that counts. That counts. You know, I got to go with Larry Zonka. Still, uh, you know, he was uh, part of that three-headed backfield the Dolphins had the year they went unbeaten. Yeah, 72 Dolphins, yeah. 17 yep. and 0. Right. The other running backs were. You remember who they were? Jim Kick and. Gosh, Mercury Morris. Mercury Morris. Yes. Wow. They were all right. different. They were all a little bit different. Yep. Change of pace. Larry Zonka, he was kind of the big fullback bull type of runner. Jim Kick had a little more speed. And then Mercury Morris, he was kind of the elusive back who could take it to the house every time he touched the ball. I believe Mercury was number 22. Maybe I'm wrong. That sounds about right. I, I remember Zonka wearing that little horseshoe right uh, at the top of his helmet you know, to kind of protect yep, his that's nose. Right. Yeah. I don't think it protected it very well. <laughs> Great running yeah. back. Yeah. One more I saw at uh, Daryl Strawberry when he yeah. finished his career with the Yankees, he wore 39. He did. Uh, he was on the potential list, but. Yeah, he was on that 98 team that was one of the greatest teams of all time. In fact, I'll tell you the story before we move into NC State. Uh, my dad and I went to New York that year to take in two games a weekend against the Royals, uh, Saturday and a Sunday. And one of the games at Yankee Stadium, we got there early. They allowed they allow you in early certain days. 
and we got a chance to watch batting practice. And Daryl Strawberry at that time was still incredibly impressive. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was he was still the guy that everybody would stop and watch him in BP because he was hitting the ball way up in the upper deck. He's He was hitting the ball in places nobody else could. And even though he was at the end of his career, he still had that nice, easy, fluid swing. And, yep. You know, kind of a wasted talent, you know, because of the mistakes he made early in his career, especially when he played for the Mets. But he eventually got his act together, and I think he's – doing some good things in the community these days. Absolutely. Well, our podcast, as I said, is powered by PNC Bank. I show my Wolfpack pride in a lot of different ways. But I'll tell you, when I make purchases, I use my PNC Bank Visa debit card, which is designed just for NC State. It even has the University Bell Tower on the front of the card, and it's always right there in my wallet. And it's with me everywhere I go. And PNC customers, by the way, can request one too. Then you can make purchases anywhere Visa is accepted. It's the perfect way to show your school spirit. Visit any local PNC Bank branch, pnc.com, to learn more. PNC Bank, official bank of NC State University and Athletics. Visa is a registered trademark of Visa International Services Association and used under license. PNC Bank, National Association member FDIC. And I bet you Kevin Keats used his PNC bank card to purchase more ice cream after that victory over Notre Dame on Wednesday. Well, you know, that's one of the things it was about three 45 to go and they were in command. And I tweeted out, well, coach Keats, you can go ahead and call Chris and, or reach over oh, and you call Chris you and did say, it hey, again. There you go. Order the ice cream. Yeah. And then, and then Notre Dame makes that run. run. People. Yeah. 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 Well, it, you know, it still work. It, I think, that's something we should discuss here because during this five game winning streak, the largest deficit NC state has faced has been three. Wow. They were down by three points at Pittsburgh at Notre Dame on Wednesday night, Juwan Durham flushed a dunk 11 seconds into the game. That was the last time Notre Dame led NC state came down, tied the game on a Manny Bates dunk. Wolfpack grabbed the lead, never looked back, led the entire game. With so, the assist from DJ Funderburk. With the assist from <laughs> DJ Funderburk. What's that, his fourth of the year? He had two in the game. Wow, that's a, that's a career high. It is. And it, See, and we, it were, is. we were talking, we spent all that time talking about Darion Sebron's career highs, and we failed to mention that DJ Funderburk <laughs> had two assists, no turnovers, and two blocks, by the way. Yeah, absolutely. So, so. although it took him, uh, I don't know, roughly 30 minutes to score. It did. He still helped the team out. Find other ways, right? Didn't anyway, interrupt you, but anytime. That's a, yeah, no, DJ yeah, Funderburg assists. We need to give DJ credit when he it's gets become a thing with the team and Keats and DJ and. <laughs> I'm sure. Maybe he got an extra scoop for that. Exactly a two a double scoop. But you take any sport, and you know this. We see great comebacks all the time, but it is so much easier in sports to win on a consistent basis when you're playing from in front, you're sitting in the front seat, you're leading. And when you're trailing, you're in a hole and you, you're, you, you feel like you're fighting uphill for the entire game. Now it does a lot, you know, teams do it all the time, but you think about over this five game stretch, NC state has been leading most of these games for 39 plus minutes in every one of the games. And when you're trailing, especially like Notre Dame last night, that margin for error shrinks 
you got to do everything right to get yourself back in the game. And then, as you mentioned, Notre Dame was down 19. Looks like the game's over. Starts a bus. Then all of a sudden, you know, the pack misses three front ends of one and ones. Irish come down as they can do. Shoot the three. They knock right. down a couple of threes. With, with I mean, in a, in a two-minute stretch, they'd gone on 12 nothing run to cut the lead down to seven. Yeah, it was a little shaky at that at that point. But I go back to what I said. Your your margin for error is so small because even after they cut it to seven, they still had to do everything right. Right. With 90 seconds to play. Mm-hmm. And they got the ball. They pushed it down. They put one up, missed it. Manny Bates rebounds. Game's over at that point. So even though they make that 12 nothing run, it still wasn't nearly enough. And over the last 90 seconds, at that point, they still had to do everything right. And that's virtually impossible. And, you know, the other thing you hear a lot of coaches talk about, too, sometimes is, you know, after you do cut into that 19, 17, 15-point deficit and you get it down to a working margin, you're spent. Yeah, you know, that's right. You expend mm-hmm. a lot of energy just yeah, to get no to question. that point. And do you have enough to make it to the next point where you can overtake a lead? And, you know, I, I just think, you know, one of the things that's been neat to see over this uh, win streak or good good part of the play is who's who's contributing. It's almost been a comparison of the young guys and the old guys. And that's been neat to see. It hadn't been one guy. It's been all guys. And I think that's what Coach Keats has talked to his team about, particularly when Devin Daniels went out, was not one guy is going to make up for Devin Daniels. I need all of you to elevate your mm-hmm. game. And then it wasn't in just one area. I need you to elevate it in two areas. And by the way, last night it was neat to see when Craig Hamill, uh, the SID for men's basketball, posted a picture of Coach Keats talking to two adults in the stands I right. don't know if it was pregame or postgame yeah that was and after was, the game it was the parents of Devin Daniels there right to support NC State I thought mm-hmm. that was mm-hmm. one of the best pictures of the night I thought that was phenomenal to see yeah that's the closest game for them because they're from Michigan right and so they were able to drive down to South Bend and I remember being uh, I remember them being there before uh, too bad Devin couldn't be there and on the court but yeah you're right Although their son wasn't playing, they were still showing their support for NC State. That's awesome. That was really awesome. There's been a lot of buy-in that we've seen this year, Tony, uh, throughout a season. And uh, Coach Keats talked about it last night in the locker room. He talked about it on in in the press conference. You know, a month ago, people were they they had the shovels out. You know, they they were like they were digging the grave. I mean, you look at January where NC State was one and five. It did look bleak. It's like my goodness, is this thing ever going to get turned around? But you look at their February and March, NC State's gone six and three. And a lot of it has to do because of so many people have bought in to what they're doing. And I'm talking about those that are directly involved, the mm-hmm. players, the coaches, the staff, everybody. It's been fun to watch. It's, this process, it was painful in January, but it's been fun to watch since then in February and now early March. And not every team can do that. No. Just look in the ACC, what's going on right now. Oh, my gosh. uh, Wake Forest has gone in the tank. I mean, they're not even competitive. No. There were times earlier in the year when they were competitive. You know, Notre Dame's gone downhill. Yeah, Notre Dame's lost four in a row. Miami. Pittsburgh. uh, Yeah, Miami, same thing. Yeah. You know, not that they're they're quitting or they're giving up. But, you know, teams do splinter when things aren't going well. We see what's going on with Pitt. Two guys enter the portal. No question. uh, Late in the season. You know, it's a test to stick together as a team. 
gosh, when things is. aren't going well. It and is. this NC State group truly has pulled this together with this five-game winning streak. They truly have done it as a team. I mean, the whole has been greater than the sum of its parts because yeah. you look down this roster, there's there's not a player who's going to be first-team All-ACC. Agreed. Probably not a player who's going to be second-team All-ACC. I think Jericho Helms deserves some votes because of the way he's picked up the slack in the absence of Devin Daniels. And he's just been incredibly consistent. I mean, every game is pretty much the same. He was 13 and six against Notre Dame. And you look at his numbers through this streak, it's usually right around that. Yeah. Maybe 15 points, 10 rebounds, 16 points, nine rebounds. That's what he does. He's been a consistent force. But still, there's not a star player here. You look at Georgia Tech, the other team in the ACC that right now is on a five-game winning streak. And everybody's surprised by the Yellow Jackets, and they've probably exceeded expectations. But they've got two guys on their team that will get votes for first-team All-ACC. In fact, Moses Wright, the big guy from Raleigh, he's going to get votes for ACC Player of the Year. As well he should. And Jose Alvarado is going to get a lot of votes for first-team All-ACC. It's going to be crowded, Mm -hmm. but he's got a chance. So, you know, Georgia Tech's got a little star power there. Michael DeVoe is a very good player, excellent three-point shooter. So Georgia Tech has players. I'm not saying NC State doesn't have players, but Georgia Tech's got some star players that kind of carry them. For NC State, the fun thing about this ride here at the end is you say it's kind of a different guy or two guys every night. Just kind of look back at the last two games, how they have unfolded. Yeah, you you look at the, uh, you know, the Pittsburgh game, you look at the freshman, and Coach Keats pointed this out to us uh, on Monday's radio show. He goes, you know, I know the, the young guards have been getting a lot of credit, but I want to give credit to to the veterans who really carried NC State in the pit game because Hayes, Sebron, and Moore scored 11 points against Pittsburgh. Uh, against Notre Dame, they had 45. That was interesting yeah. to see. But I do think one thing they have gotten is some consistency from a trio of veterans and, or actually I'll go with four with Beverly Helms, DJ and Manny Bates. They've had some consistency with them. And I'm not talking about always in the scoring column, but in the contribution column of give me something in one of your columns, whether it's scoring, rebounding, block shots, assist, limit the turnovers. And I think Tony, another part of this run has been, you know, man, they, they turned it over like Christmas against Duke and Syracuse. I mean, just here, take the ball, you know, 38 turnovers in those two games. So if you look at the last three games in particular, they've had nine, nine, and nine turnovers in the department. And especially the young guys, even in the game where they didn't score well against Pittsburgh, they didn't turn it over very much. So that's been a a development and a progress that's been happening. And I think coach Keats pointed to that in his post game uh, after the Notre Dame game, he's run a lot of four minute scrimmages within Mm -hmm. practice to kind of help get these guys acclimated to game situations, a smart move. Shooting at a high percentage and not turning the ball over. I'll Um, take that. You know, that, that, (laughs) you know, that what really stands out here during this five game stretch, but good offense leads to good defense. No question. Good offense leads to better defense unless you're Notre Dame, but that's another topic altogether because Boy, the Irish, uh, the dreadful on defense. I mean, they yeah. tried to play that zone, and uh, yeah. it, it was almost like they weren't even out there. NC State could just 
throw the ball into wherever it wanted to throw the ball and you know trying to figure things out on on defense all year Notre Dame's not been able to do it but you know during this five game winning streak NC State shooting over 50 percent as a team Mm -hmm. and as you say limited those turnovers so now all of a sudden you're able to set up your defense most of the game you're not giving up runouts. You're not giving up cheap baskets because you're turning the ball over or because you're missing shots, long rebounds. And, you know, the opposition has a three on two the other way. Offense and defense are linked in the sport of basketball more than any other sport. And when, you, when you're when you running good offense, you're getting good shots, you're making shots, you're not turning the ball over, then you can set up your press or you can set up whatever defense you want to set up because – the team you're going against is not getting any runouts. Think about Virginia up there, Charlottesville, zero fast break points. Yeah, exactly. I think Pitt had only two, if I'm not mistaken, the other right. day. I've, and I'm looking at Notre Dame here. Notre Dame is very good in transition. Notre Dame, five fast break points. Wow. That means they're playing against a set defense the entire game, and that is the result of good offense. Exactly. And those are momentum type plays too. When you are trying to make a run, those fast break um, transition buckets, I don't care how many fans you have in the stand or how stands how, or how limited it is. It's a momentum kind of play and you avoid those. The other thing too, Tony, is I think, you know, eight block shots in the, in the win at Notre Dame. And it, and it wasn't just Manny. I mean, we saw DJ, we saw Sebron. I think Sebron had three block shots in the, did. In, the in the game. So yep. Uh, actually 10 block shots for NC State yeah, 10. against mm-hmm. Notre Dame. So, you know, I think that's helped in the last three games too where they have held all three of their opponents under 40% shooting. Mm-hmm. So that's been impressive to see. I think they've – And, again, that's the result of that offense I was talking about. No question. Know, they go – you're exactly right. Yeah. They go hand in hand because how many times do you say, boy, I hope a, a bad offensive night doesn't affect us on the defensive end or individually – it always I hope does. a guy who doesn't shoot well doesn't take that to the defensive end right. and, and doesn't play very well. So, you know, it, it, it's just a commitment to a lot of things. And, and I think NC State's shown that kind of similar to what LS Tractor has done with NC State Athletics. They're making a commitment to the community. This year, we're honoring frontline workers who go above and beyond and deserve to be recognized. Nominate frontline heroes in your communities at gopack.com slash LS Tractor. Thank you, Ellis Tractor, for being a partner of NC State Athletics and for making a difference in the community. Pretty interesting to watch this team develop and grow as we head to the ACC tournament because it doesn't look like – now, we're recording this, uh, full transparency, we're recording this before lunch on Thursday, and the phones are still trying to to ring to find NC State an opponent on Saturday, but it does not look good as far as replacing Virginia Tech – on senior day here at PNC arena on Saturday. Yeah. And that's the, the shame of it is these seniors might not get their senior day and that salute that seniors deserve their final home game uh, that those guys have watched other seniors. Sure. Get uh, throughout their careers. You know, you, you ask an underclassman all the time, you know, you say, uh, are you looking forward to your senior day? And, and, you know, they kind of look at you cross-eyed. Is it, well, I'm not even thinking about that. They have no idea how quickly it goes by. Yeah. And before you know it, you are a senior and you're walking out there with your parents. Yeah. And taking pictures with Coach Keats. Right. Um, doesn't look like that these guys will have a chance to do that. And that that's kind of sad, especially when you you look at a couple seniors like uh, Braxton Beverly and, and, and DJ Funderburk and even Devin Daniels, 
you know, I'm thinking he probably would have been there as well. I think he would have found a way to get out there. Yeah. Hey, a lot of credit here has to go to uh, coach Keats and his staff. Mm -hmm. And I think, and we talked to him about this a little bit during his radio show on Monday, you know, after he lost Devin Daniels, it took him a couple of games, two or three games to figure out, okay, how are we going to exactly adjust to a loss of this magnitude? How are we going to pull it off? How are we going to find a way to compete? How are we going to find a way to win in the ACC without our best player, our leading scorer? And I give him credit because he's had to think outside the box a little bit Mm -hmm. and go against some of his own personal rules. I mean, coaches can be inflexible. They can be rigid. You know, they, it's my way or the highway, Mm -hmm. you know, this is the way, this is what I like to run. These are the defenses I like to employ in certain situations. This is how I like to play ball screens. You know, they, they get stuck in patterns, especially when you've had success. If you have success, you know, if it ain't broke, don't, you know, you know, don't try to fix it. Right. Well, when Devin Daniels went out, it was kind of broke, right? Yeah. It was broken. And we see coach Keats make some adjustments that really helped this team. I think uh, two things that happened, we talked about it last week on the podcast is, you know, how they were switching that one five ball screen at Virginia, Jay Huff's a five. He sets a ball screen for Kihei Clark. If you switch that, that means Manny Bates is switching on a little six-foot point guard. And then Braxton Beverly is switching on a 7-1 center in Jay Huff. And, you know, conventional wisdom suggests that, well, that doesn't make sense. Why would you do that? You do it with a guy like Jay Huff because he can pick and pop. You almost defend him like a guard because he can screen, step back, and shoot. If you're hedging on the ball screen, they just simply throw it back to him. He can make the shot. Uh, but NC State rolled the dice a little bit. They switched that one five, and Virginia was very confused by it, and I don't think they ever adjusted to it. And, you know, the same thing happened at South Bend on Wednesday night. You know, Jawan Durham is the starting center, Nate Leshevsky at 6'10". He starts at the four. But when Durham went to the bench, Leshevsky moves to the five. He's a 46% three-point shooter. Guess what? Coach Keats said, well, let's do this again. Let's, yep. I know we don't usually do it. We haven't done it in the past. We're going to switch this one and five, one five and see if, see if, you know, if Notre Dame had struggles with it. Well, they did, you know, they tried to run Leshevsky down in the post and I saw Braxton Beverly down there trying to fight him in the post and Shaquille Moore doing the same thing. But if you take a broader view of what was going on in the perimeter, NC state's ball pressure. Yeah. is so good that Notre Dame's perimeter players could not exploit that matchup. They could not get the ball into Leshevsky because, you know, NC State's ball pressure was great. They impaired the vision of the passer. It's like getting pressure on a quarterback. You get pressure on a quarterback, it's going to make it very difficult to him to throw the football where he wants to throw it. Same thing in this case. They just didn't have a direct line of sight to exploit that matchup and get the ball to a bigger man in the post, Leshevsky. You know, I think Sebron's been – Interesting to watch on the defensive end, too, to use his length on a couple of those mm-hmm. situations. I think Helms has done a nice job defensively. Uh, you know, I, I remember back to the Pittsburgh game here, he did a really nice job on Justin Champagny, who mm-hmm. um, one of the best players in the conference. He made it very difficult for him, and Champagny didn't have a great night scoring so or shooting. So I think we have seen that. And, you know, you know, we, t- we some people think, well, if you're – you're a good defensive team because you block a bunch of shots and that's not the case that that's an addition to your defense, but it starts with the pressure you put on the ball. 
and mm-hmm. it makes things difficult from the start. And I think that's your your point is extremely valid in that that's an area where they have improved and have been able to do some things because you're right. You see some of those post-ups. I mean, there was a time when uh, Jay Huff had a post-up on Shaquille Moore. Uh, right. You mentioned the Braxton Beverly situation. He's down there trying to work, work on the post. So if they can't, and you're like, if you're the opponent, you're like, why can't they get them the ball? Right. You don't look and see what kind of pressure that guard is right. facing trying to get the ball in there. And it sometimes can lead to a deflection. And sometimes you just kind of close off an avenue where they would like to get the ball. So it is, it has been a whole process. And, you know, I think that's something we can talk with Coach Keats about on his next and final radio show is the many conversations I'm sure they had as a staff as to what do we need to do now Mm. to help us win games without Devin Daniels. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, they did it. They pulled it off. And it's been – Fun to watch, and this team and this staff, they deserve a lot of credit. By the way, NC State had 15 assists on 33 makes at Notre Dame, and that reminds me to tell you that Harris Teeter is assisting you with groceries this basketball season. Each week, one winner will receive free groceries for every assist through the Big Four Grocery Assist Sweepstakes. Visit harristeeter.com and look for the Grocery Assist Sweepstakes section to enter. So now the ACC tournament begins on Tuesday at Greensboro, Maybe the biggest question mark right now is, will Virginia Tech be there? Right. I mean, you know, it, it was a part of the conversation that we heard a couple of two or three weeks ago. T- teams and coaches were being asked, will you opt out of the ACC tournament or your conference tournament if you, um, you know, feel like you've secured a spot in the NCAA tournament? And there were surprisingly enough that, you know, we're like, yeah, I think we'd consider that. And you're right. Um, will – I mean, Virginia Tech has only played two games since February 6th. They've had five games canceled or postponed, including the one Saturday uh, against NC State. If you know they're in the NCAA tournament, do they say, we need to get back and play a game? Or do they go, you know what, we're going to regroup and figure out, you know, what we need to do to to safely go into the NCAA tournament? Because any slip-ups during the postseason as far as a a COVID situation – and, and your season's over. It is done. So I am going to be very interested to see if if how many teams show up in Greensboro. I think most of them, if not all of them, will. And I don't mean figuratively. I mean literally. Will your team be there in Greensboro to play? And before we start talking about the tournament, I, I do want to go back to the fact that NC State officials went – ad nauseum as as long as they could trying to secure an opponent for Saturday against uh, that was going to fill the Virginia Tech game. As soon as they found out that, you know, the the Louisville-Virginia Tech game for Wednesday was canceled or had the potential, they were on the phone trying to find an opponent, a potential opponent for Saturday. You look at the ACC schedule and everybody's playing on Friday and Saturday except pretty much Syracuse. Syracuse yeah. just played – two games in three days on Monday and Wednesday. And, you know, Jim Beheim said, look, we're pretty beat up. And I, you know, so uh, there's not a lot of options for the ACC. And for some to say, well, you know what, maybe the ACC could just say, Georgia Tech, Wake Forest, you're canceled. Georgia Tech, you go play at NC State. They're not going to do something no, like that. They're no, just no, no. not going to do it. And so if you look at non-conference opponents, what are the options there? Well, teams are either finishing up Friday or Saturday, or 
um, they're like, you know what, our season's done. We're going to get ready for our tournament or the NCAA tournament. Or if you're one of the, uh, like in the big South or wherever the colonial, you're either going, you're probably going to be playing your conference tournament this weekend. So the list at this time of the year was extremely small for NC state to try to get another opponent on Saturday. It's, it's curious with Virginia Tech because when the ACC announces these postponements, it's different from those announcements we've been reading about throughout the season because, you know, they'll put out the release and say the such and such uh, game has been postponed because of positive tests and the resulting quarantining and contact, contact tracing within that program. There's no mention of any positive tests no. at Virginia Tech. It says – the canceled game follows quarantining and contact tracing review within mm -hmm. the Virginia Tech men's basketball program. So it's a little bit curious. I wonder what's going on behind the scenes. Yeah. Is it about policy or is it about positives? Right. You know, I think that's, that is a very interesting point, but you know, so, you know, we do know one thing. I, I bet coach Keats would drive the bus to get to Greensboro. He'll, he'll be there. Uh, they'll yeah, they'll, they'll yeah. be there. <laughs> yeah, they'll be there. The they question will. is, do they play on Tuesday at uh, what was it, four thirty? I think, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. I, I did it on the air last night, but now I can't remember it because I'm old. But you know, they would be playing if they're, if they're the ten seed, they would be at four thirty. Yeah, they'd be play at four thirty on uh, Tuesday, or if they're the nine seed, then they're playing the eight nine game, at which noon. would be at twelve noon. Yep. on uh, Wednesday and you know it comes down to the Duke Carolina game yeah yep. yeah Carolina wins state uh, doesn't play until Wednesday so right. Gary brought it up on the post game show he said I guess I got a pull for Carolina <laughs> which is hard for him to do well absolutely so but then you know then then you go, do you want to be eight, nine game or, and then you go play the number one the next day, but I guess it really doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't matter. No. Just play, just play, uh, just play another game, one more game, if not more than you played last year. And that was by no means any fault of anybody at NC state that they only got to play one game last year in the ACC tournament. Well, here we are 12 months later, and I still hated that we were deprived of that Duke state game last year in the quarterfinals. True. That would have been interesting. That would have been very would interesting. would have been a great game. It would have been. So, you know, I, here's the other thing, too. We're, there are going to be fans in the stands at the ACC tournament, uh, mostly in the upper deck. Uh, and, and if you are there, you've got to wear a mask. And certainly that fits in with what Blue Cross and Blue Shield of North Carolina has been saying all along, make a stand against the spread of the coronavirus, practice your three W's, wear, wait, and wash. Blue Cross and Blue Shield of North Carolina, we resolve to help North Carolina stay healthy. And by the way, Tony, now that I'm being uh, put into phase three, I have scheduled my first COVID vaccine. Well, lucky you. It will be, ironically, on March 11th, which was the day a year ago huh. that we had the positive test from the NBA and they shut down. And it was uh. the next day the ACC tournament shut down. So kind of an anniversary vaccine for me on March 11th. At least I'm scheduled for that. Hopefully they'll have enough to stick a needle in my arm. And by the way, folks, I absolutely hate shots. Petrified of them, don't like them, but I'll look forward to getting this one. I think we all should. 
I'm waiting on mine too, but I'll be, when they call my name, I'll be, uh, I'll, I'll sprint up there and I don't run very fast, but <laughs> well, I'll true. sprint up there and I'll be first in line. Well, we wish Wes Moore and his women's basketball team all the best. They're going to try to open defense of their ACC championship. Six o'clock on Friday night as we record this podcast. We don't know the pot, uh, the opponent yet. Nope. But uh, 17 and two in the regular season, 12 and two in the ACC, the number two seed. <clears throat> I'm sure that group feels like they've got a little unfinished business here. Although they wanted the ACC title last year, they weren't able to build on it in the uh, next round. Of course, that being March Madness, the NCAA tournament. Yeah, and, and, and it's been a nice season. They've been uh, recognized with some postseason awards. Coach um, Coach Moore was named ACC Coach of the Year in a vote by the coaches. They have a blue ribbon panel and a coaches panel in women's basketball. Don't really understand that one. Um, you know, just give me one. And, and then we'll go from there. But uh, it was nice to see uh, Jada Boyd. Uh, she was the sixth player of the year in the ACC. So Elisa Kunane and Jakia Brown-Turner were unanimous selections for the first team. So obviously this team has been recognized for their accomplishments and plenty more to play for. And by the way, congratulations to Pat Papalizio and the wrestling team as they won their third straight ACC wrestling championship. They had five individual champions, including four that won their first ever ACC title. And now they get set for the NCAA wrestling championships that will be March 18th through the 20th. Amazing program. And NC State right now, we have a lot of top-line programs. It's uh, just really a great time to be an NC State fan. I know it's hard for some of you to believe you're listening right now. But hey. don't wallow in your misery. There's a lot of winning going on. And there is. Enjoy it and get used to it. Absolutely. We've run out of time. I hate to say it, but we have run out of time. In fact, you and I have to go into a staff meeting here pretty soon. True. That's Maybe true. Maybe we'll learn something in that. I got one final thing to say. We've talked All about right. the ACC. We talked about how it's been a down year. What's wrong with the Blue Bloods? Who's going to get in the NCAA tournament? So I was looking at the rankings, the current rankings of the last AP poll, the highest ACC team ranked Florida State at number 11. You have to go back 25 years to 1996 to find a team in the ACC at this time of the year that was ranked that low. Huh. And that was Wake Forest ranked 12th in 1996. So there is some truth to the fact that the ACC has had a, a, a different year this year. Yep. But there's still a lot of basketball to play. I will say this. I wouldn't want to play Florida State in the tournament, though. No, 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 no. I mean, they're a really good team. I don't care about their rankings. When they got it going, they're a really good team. And and, Georgia Tech's you know, playing well right, right now. Right, absolutely. One more point about this five-game road winning streak, the longest since 1974 for an NC State team. I know a lot of people will say, well, there's no such thing as home court advantage this year. Mm. Well, the statistics prove you wrong on that. In fact – as we speak right now, the home team in the ACC has won 12 of the last 14 games, and home teams are winning at a 66% clip, which is fairly normal Right. if you compare it to many other years. No, there aren't fans in the stands, but there still is something to be said for playing on your home floor, and that makes NC State's five-game road winning streak even that much more impressive. So we, want, we don't want to take away from it, that's for sure. Nope. Order up five orders of ice cream. Let's do it, and let's say goodbye. I'll see you next time.
Thanks for listening. This has been the official Inside NC State Athletics podcast, powered by PNC Bank. Take care. This has been the Inside NC State Athletics podcast, powered by PNC Bank, the official bank of NC State University and Athletics. find cars like these on auto trader like that car riding your tail or if you're tailgating right now all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on auto trader too are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time well multitasking pro cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on auto trader new cars used cars electric cars maybe even flying cars okay no flying cars but as soon as they get invented they'll be on auto trader just you wait auto trader